Greetings, everyone. Just want to give you a quick heads up. This uh, segment that I'm doing may be racially triggering for those who are uh, uncomfortable with discussions around race. So just want to give you a heads up before we get started. All right, here we go. Welcome to another Chief Yuya podcast. Uh, you are tuned into episode 102 of Chief Yuya podcast. And I know it's been some time. I took a little bit of a hiatus. I didn't, I didn't do an announcement or anything before I did it, but, um, I think the last segment we've done has been a little bit over a month. So probably took about 40, 40, 50 days, <laughs> um, hiatus and, um, you know, we're back and I just wanted to do a little short segment. This one just kind of just an introduction. You know, usually when I step away and then come back, um, I'll do a short intro, you know, but, uh, we had a glorious time at our retreat, our new life global retreat. That was such a beautiful experience. So, you know, just the preparation for that and then doing it and, you know, things that were associated. I had to just kind of give my, my energy to that, but there's been some things that have been happening as of late that have just kind of, uh, I guess you could say called me out of my, my, my cubby hole, you know, my, my place of hiding that I, I really want to address. And, um, yeah, I just really want to address and just share with, with you all, you know, I, um, it's a couple of things happening. It's a lot of stuff happening, right? And, um, I just sort of wanted to give like a light, a light talk on a few things. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, and then after I'll get back into my regular, regular programmed segments, Let me just mute, I'm going to mute a couple of things. All right. So let's see, where do we begin with this stuff? Um, okay. So polite Michael Nowak has gotten seven years state prison. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I, like as many of you know, been following for a while. I, I really, I tend not to speak about people. Um, even the most scummiest of people, um, I tend to just, I focus on my community <laughs> and what we need to do. And I, I tend to provide truth and provide options and and willfully give enough information on how to spot certain things so I don't have to directly say, you know, yeah, don't trust 19 Keys. Don't trust Ben X. Don't trust Riza Islam. Wesley Muhammad is not really a scholar. Umar Johnson is a, is a scam artist. Brother Polite or Polite Michael Nowak is a, is a scam artist. Nature boy, well, he's in jail, you know, I could have told you from the beginning, right? I, I, I tend not to call out people, right? You know, um, because I, I just feel like, uh, for one, it's oftentimes it's a waste, you know, because when you, when you go directly at things, it's like, it's like the phallic symbol of the incredible hawk, you know, the whole science there that the more direct you go at the incredible hawk, the angrier he gets and the more powerful he comes, you know, becomes, excuse me. So he's really a phallic symbol in that sense. You know, when he gets excited, you know, this, this dark green creature, he gets excited. Um, he gets stronger, you know, so for myself, I tend to sort of stay out of 
a lot of situations, even though some of them are just really silly and foolish, I stay out of them and just focus on what I need to do because people will oftentimes, if you say something, oh, you're, you're hating on this person, you're jealous of this person. And, you know, people can be so very foolish in that way when you're trying to help them. So I find that it's best to provide right information and then give them an opportunity to make right decisions based on the information that you provided. And if they still don't see it, then so be it, <laughs> you know, uh, so be it. So, yeah, you know, he got his seven years and, you know, for um, sexually assaulting, uh, raping, I would say, on different levels, the 14-year-old girl. And um, there was so much I was going to speak on with that, man, um, in terms of people, just the silliness of people sometimes, you know, in terms of them not being willing, maybe. It's not just an able thing, um, but willing to spot a crook, you know, and to to spot a grifter. You know, this, this conscious community is really... You know, I don't speak about it much or this con con us community. Probably a better way to put it because people are asking to be con <laughs> at this point. You know, it's full of so many thoughtless and foolish people um, who they look to be conned. And, um, you know, there are people who put on the images of the most high, but reject the most high. You know, I spoke about this in a study group recently, and I knew, you know, putting on the image of God, but denying the power thereof, as the scripture says. But, you know, people will come with, they'll, they'll king you to, to death. Yo, king, 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 they'll queen you to death. Yo, queen, queen, queen. And they're just, they're, they're, they're low lives. They're the lowest of the low. You know, and again, everything that, that comes forth, comes forth from a root. And you have to look at people's parentage. You have to look at people's ancestry. You know, whether you're speaking about conscious information or whether you're speaking about martial arts, whether you're speaking about music, we all come from a branch. And when people just pop up out of nowhere, you know, you have like, there became a, a certain era of the YouTube scholar. And the YouTube scholar would just, you know, um, watch a bunch of videos and then figure out how to memorize some of what was being said and copy what was being said and then represent that to a new generation of people who didn't know where they got, they got that from, you know, similar again, when I first heard Umar Johnson, I said, okay, that's, that's Amos Wilson and Jawanja Kunjufu. Like he's stealing him like line for line, both of both of them. But if you didn't know that, then you wouldn't, you wouldn't know what you, what you were listening to. People, oh man, a brother sharp, man, a brother. Yeah, he's not that bright. He's got a great memory. That's what you're hearing. A great memory. He doesn't have any original ideas of his own, except those that are related to him grifting. And anybody he's always citing is dead. Any root he comes, there's not one elder where he'll cite, where he'll say, well, you can go talk to this elder and they'll vouch for me. He would always say, I'm Frederick Dulles. I'm the, the, the relative of Frederick Dulles, which was a lie. I might be related to Harriet Tubman, another lie. You know, giving honor to the honorable Marcus Mosiah Garvey, right? But all these, these dead people. But we couldn't cite anyone who was living 
that could vouch, right? But sometimes people don't know, um, they don't know to look for those things. You see, they, they just don't, they don't know how to actually vet a person and to see what they're supposed to see. And, you know, and I've spoken about that. I did a whole segment on how to spot a fraud. There's a reason I did that segment. There were certain people I had in mind. <laughs> but like I said, I don't say names because, um, yeah, it's just, I, I have better things to do with my time. Now you might say, well, you just ran down a list just now, just now. Psh, that's a small. Small, tiny portion of the clowns out here. Tiny. I I, I said about five people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I said about five people. But it's just it's been certain things happen. I'm like, yeah, it's time to speak again. But, you know, I I think about the young lady um, who has gone through this very horrific experience, man, who's going to remember this for the rest of her life, not just because it happened. But there have been so many videos that have popped up where people are talking about it. You know, it's going to be online forever. Now, of course, her identity wasn't revealed and things like that. I mean, people could find out. And sometimes people can be very weird, you know, in that way. Very weird and very foolish. They'll try to find her, you know, um, and put her, you know, like they say, docs. You know, they'll dox or put her information out. Because people just do foul stuff like that sometimes. But... You know, I really feel for the young girl because, you know, she, she obviously trusted her mother and her mother's boyfriend slash husband, whatever polite was to to um to her, you know, um, and she was mishandled and abused and misused. And and it's gone down in history. It's part of the history of the of this this iteration of the conscious community. You know, no different than when the history of when uh, Dwight Z. York was given 135 years, you know, for uh, sexual molestation, you know, towards a child and and those things. And, and now his the man who called him his, his son, you know, who he said, uh, Dr. York's my father. That's my father. Well, you just now you got to sit down for seven years behind the same thing, you know, for seven years. Right. For the one that we know about. So it's like this is a part of the the history now. And Nature Boy is still sitting in jail since last year. You know, um, Gazi Kodo. I think that's how you do it. Or is it Kazi Gozo? One of them, I don't know. But um, he's still in jail. Um, Jamal. Dude, Jamal. What's it? Rashad Jamal. He got uh, 17 years, I think. 17 years. Uh, for molestation, he had a big following too, you know. So it's like everybody's having to sit down now, and um, you know, I'm not one to talk about somebody because they they locked up. Whatever. Plus, there's nobody who I just listed. Who could do. <laughs> Let me not get stupid, but it's, it's, it can't none of them beat me. <laughs> so you know, but you know, but just out of, out of respect, you know, um. And that's another reason why I usually don't talk about certain things. It's just like, man, it, I've I've spoken to people directly before. You know, I don't make big announcements about that, but I've jumped in inboxes. I've ran into people, ran up on people, you know, and um, I've always felt like, you know, bad men move in silence, silence and violence. In fact, I used to always add the last part to it. 
you know, bad move, move in silence and violence. So you don't really have to make a hold a press conference. Oh, I ran up on so and so because nah, do what you're gonna do and and then go back home. The whole the whole key is to get back home. You start making a whole bunch of noise, you be sitting down in central booking, <laughs> you know, eating sandwiches and watching fiends on the floor scratch themselves and stuff like that and. <sighs> You know, trying to make that phone work <laughs> so you could come by and, you know, and, and, and come get you, you know. So, yeah, man, it's just a it's just a sad state of affairs, but it's so necessary. You know, I, I think about um, a particular scripture uh, that I find to be very important that I had shared with the group. Second Timothy three and six, where it says, you know, for this sort of of which they are that creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins led away with divers lust you know and i think about the 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 young girl's mother now she she is a she is in in my estimation she's a a hero of the conscious community because polite have been scamming people forever you know i even have a, a a a playlist on my channel you know for the brother crypto roots who he scammed out of, out of a hundred thousand dollars, which was his inheritance that his father left him. He scammed him out of all of it. Now, Crypto Roots has, has since transitioned. He, uh, passed away of a, a transition from a, um, he had an asthma attack, you know, um, but there's so many people who came forth. I mean, uh, young Pharaoh came forth because he was conned by, uh, polite and then he turned into something, you know, I don't want to say just as bad, you know, but he showed, some some things that were not so great about him either, you know. I'm I'm no fan of him either, and I wouldn't. I would just I would encourage anyone I know to stay away from him, you know. Um, but you know, so it's it's. Uh, I look at her like a hero, man, because finally somebody came forth and said, "Not a hell with this. You touched my baby. Hell with this. You no 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 no. We going to the police." And he begged her not to go. He begged her. You know, they showed. Later, the messages and stuff like that. But, um, of course he did. You know, he'd been doing this for a while. You know, it's old videos and he was rolling with a young sister before he was calling his daughter, who was actually one of his women, you know, cause she was like 14, 15 at the time. You look at the old videos with Sonetta House of Conscience on 25th Street. You see the little girl there with the fro. What was her name? Uh, Renette? I think, no, is it Renette? I, I don't remember her name. Her, her, her name is Ty, Ty, Tykeisha. But I'm, I'm trying to, her, the, the, the spiritual name they gave, I think it was Renette. Taikisha Barnes. It's her name though. And, um, there's a little girl. You know, who he was calling his daughter. It wasn't, but that's not the relationship they had, you know. So he's been doing this for a long time, man. But, you know, again, because someone speaks fast and has the gift for gab, you know, a lot of times people fall for the most wicked of things. I looked in his face and I know I knew him back just to give you some some background. I knew him when he was Michael, the math tutor. OK, I have a history with that. man. I know him. Um, Not as brother polite or not as you know, I was a crip superior. I went to jail for murder. I don't, I don't believe you. I don't know. You, you don't. OK. <laughs> OK. OK, buddy. When I had my homeschool collective, I'm just going to say I knew him as Michael, the math tutor. 
all this other extra stuff is was fabrication. I'm telling you that right. Fabrication. You know, everyone thinks they have to. I came from the streets and that's why I'm here. You know, they come with these street stories, man. Or they get locked up for a bag of weed and they do a year in jail and they got to well, come back with some kind of war story. I got to spend this, you know, but those of us who've been in it, we spot you a mile away. We smell you. Don't, you, don't, you don't smell like it. You don't look like it. You don't talk like it. Your aura doesn't give off it. What's it, right? <laughs> if you had it, you know what it is. But, you know, for a populace of foolish people or silly people, they fall for fall for anything, man. Anything. I remember talking to a sister one day. You know, she's in the music industry. And uh, we had done some music together. And she was talking about Dr. Dre. And she was like, you know, because he's, he's real gangster. And I started laughing. I was like, what do you mean he's gangster? I was like, he's a nerd. He's obviously a nerd. I mean, that's no, and that's no knock to him. I, I listen, man, I love Dre. You know, I, I'd intern for Dre today. <laughs> you, know, you know, when we get some donuts, I run go get the donuts, you know, but not because I think he's a gangster, just because I think he's a very musical person and he's got a lot of amazing, um, skills. You know, musically, he's got a beautiful air and a beautiful vision for where music can be, you know. But um, I was like, yeah. And I told I was laughing. I was like, you sisters fall for anything. Y'all the world's biggest suckers. Like, you can't see this man. Like, he's not that. I'm not saying he's a bust or anything like that. I'm sure, you know, he's a big dude. He probably he could probably get down. But being able to get down and, and throw your hands, that's not gangsterism. You know what I'm saying? That's gangsterism is something different. You know, the, the toughest guys I know are all under like under five, eight <laughs> little guys. <laughs> all of the toughest guys I've ever known in my life were not big people, but you did not want to cross cross paths with them on you know on a bad day. But um, yeah, that that scripture, man. Um, there are those among those who enter into households or creep into households. See, there's people who are sneaking into your household. And remember, your house is also your mental state. They're creeping into your mental state. And it says, and, and they captivate or they hold captive, lead captive, silly women. See, this young girl's mother was silly. Now, I still call her a hero because she she got this guy. You know, she's, you know, and she could have got him even worse if she wanted. And like she said, you know, and, and I'm sure if some of you probably heard the, the recordings now at this point, they've been online, but she didn't take it as far as she could have took it because she didn't want to put a baby through that. And I know what that's like. I know I've, I've been in certain situations, man. You don't want children cross examined, man. They already scarred enough and then have to relive it. And then the, the um, Polite's lawyer, his job would have been to tear her, that little girl apart and make her look like she's lying. And she had all kind of horrible experiences before. So you don't, as a parent, now you don't put your daughter through that or your child, boy, you know, daughter or son. So he could have actually gotten more time. You know what I mean? Um, but nonetheless, man, she was silly. And there's a lot of silly people out here, man. They want silly things and they get silly things. All these these girls who follow Farrell, you know, young Farrell, because he used to sit there with his yellow and black logo on the back and doing shows with his shirt off. 
you know, or Riza Islam. Oh, he's cute. You know, scam artist though. Umar Johnson. Oh man, that brother be coming with this kind of big fat, like he ain't big fat funky dude. He ain't doing nothing. Stealing your money for years, for over 14 years, stealing your money, collecting over $3 million for a school scam. But you're silly. So you want silly. You don't want real stuff. You want silly stuff, you know? And like I said, man, I just, there's more. Professor Griff, <laughs> I could go. I could go on and on. And I know a lot of these people. Like I said, I just keep, I keep my mouth shut. <laughs> That's why I think so much information comes to me all the time because it stays with me, you know, but, you know, <laughs> you know, I say, you don't, you don't want me to start, <laughs> you know, the things I know about some of these people. Oh God. You know, so I really feel for that little girl, man. You know, yeah, he got seven years. But what does that really mean to her? It's not like, you know, he was ever going to bother her again. But she has to live with this this thing that happened, you know, and and everybody know about it. And, yeah, her identity was covered to a degree. But, you know, when you go through things like that, you feel like everybody knows about it. You know, that's kind of what's in your mind, man. But I'm just looking at all these people who's done got has have gotten locked up you know from Rashad like I said Rashad Jamal Kazi Gozo or Gozu whatever the hell you know but just look at the hammer what do they call themselves hammer nation something like that um Michael Noad polite nature boy you know um I know Riza Islam him and his mother just I think they they got their charges dismissed or something with that scamming thing they were doing somehow they got out of that um the Ben X thing fell apart with 19 key. What was it called? The black Illuminati, something like that, you know? Um, but that was a scam, you know, that they had the bot, the trading bot that they were selling. It was, it was a complete scam. But if you do any kind of trading, I knew from when I, first, I was like, yeah, this is a scam. And you know, if, if you're in certain things, you know, from the rip, like, nah, this, that's not right. Oh, you can make $3,000 a day. And no, you can't stop lying. No, no, you can't stop, you know? So yeah, man, a lot of things have been, um, falling apart. A lot of things have been falling apart and it's important. That's good. It has to fall apart for the good stuff to come forward. You know, this has to happen. You know, I, rem I can recall around the, um, I mean like 2010, 2012, how horrible music was like little Wayne ruled. You know, a lot of dudes walking around with skirts on and little tight pants, little leotards, rhyming about nothing. And hip hop had to, I can't even say hip hop rap because that, that's not hip hop, but rap had to devolve in such a serious way to make room for some of the more um, meaningful and thoughtful artists that we have out today because you know a lot of old heads still complain but man they ain't talking about nothing there's a lot of people talking about interesting things today you know killer mike dropped a uh a, a project his last project was it's a beautiful project you know and i'm not saying people are, are dropping facts and information that would rival what was done yesteryear you know like yeah we don't have any krs krs ones or X clans or public. Yeah, sure. But you know, 
every era has their their different thing. It, it's okay, you know. But there are there are some artists today that actually have something to say. It's still a lot of ignorance, sure. It's still a lot of it's not a lot of stupidity, but it's not all like that. But I can remember ten years ago, it was all stupid. <laughs> there was there were there were there was no one saying anything um, worth listening to. And of course, you have your your elite, your most deafs, your black stars, you know, your your Nas, but they they weren't necessarily mainstream at the level that some of the artists are today who are mainstream and still can respectfully drop a a, a gem and then not ruin their whole career, right? Even though the music industry is in shambles right now. The subject, man, the music people are broken. That's why everybody's selling their catalog. Justin Bieber just sold his catalog for $100 million. Justin Bieber sold his catalog, you know, um, uh, who, uh, T- Taylor Swift, I believe sold her catalog too. Who's the other one? Um, she sung that. She, well, she wrote the song kissing. I kissed a girl. She, she wrote it. I can't remember her name right now, but, um, she sold her catalog. You know, usually you don't have artists straight out the gate right like that. Just sell the catalog, you know, like um, maybe someone like a like a like a Aretha Franklin, you know, someone who's got decades and decades of material. You know, they might sell their catalog for, you know, three hundred million dollars or some crazy number like that. Um, But not someone who's only been out maybe five years, 10 years. The body of the catalog is not as big. But the reality is, is that these artists don't make as much money as people imagine. You know, and they have to eat. And a lot of times they get to a certain place like Justin Bieber, where it's like, you're probably not going to have a hit again. You know, you're just not at that place. And I know he was dealing with a certain um illness, too. I can't remember what it was, but and he's got a family. He's married now. So he's probably like, man, I'm going to take that hundred mil and go invest in something else, do something else. You know, but you got certain or like say like a Trey songs. He's not going to make any music anymore. No, you know, it's been too many too much scandal. So he lives off of appearances and, and shows, you know? So if he could sell his catalog, yeah, that'd be great. Cause he, I'm sure he could use it, but you know, that's just a sign of the times, man. It's a sign of the economy, you know, that, um, you got this, uh, what's this guy's name? Um, stray, stray. I don't remember his name right now, but he's the one who owns the right to Whitney Houston's catalog. And that's why you're always seeing like these Whitney Houston films and stuff like that. They're still milking it. They even have a Whitney Houston tour. I don't know if any of you are aware of that, but um, it's a hologram tour. And, um, you know, they got the Whitney Houston tour and she, you know, the hologram comes out and sings all of her latest hits. Dionne Warwick was real upset about that. You know, she was like, let let her let her rest, you know, and I agree, you know, but the, the deep thing is about. When you sell your catalog, you sell your likeness like that. Um, there was an episode of Black Mirror about that with, um, not Thelma Hayek. Was it Selma or Selma Hayek? But basically it was about an actress. She played herself. I feel like it might have been Selma Hayek where she sold the rights to her, um, to her image, you know, and, um, she wanted it back. It, it was a whole, it was a whole thing. But, um, the thing about that, when you, sell off your yeah it was Selma Hayek I believe when you sell off your catalog like that you could be used for whatever whatever somebody wants to promote it you know they they now have your music to do with so it could be something you totally stand against like I'll give you an example like 
um, I know, what was it? What was it? Sexy Red? I think her name is. She just came out with a song with Michael Jackson on the hook. But it's AI, Michael Jackson, you know. But Michael Jackson's doing a verse. You know, so you, you imagine, like, we're in a time now where you can get an artist. If I if I own your catalog, you know, meaning I own your likeness now, I could have you come out and say anything. Anything. Hey, this is Michael Jackson, and I just want you to know I'm all about the, the transgenders and, you know, and people switching over and transformers are great. Hee <laughs> hee. You see what I'm saying? Like, you could, you could do anything, you know? So you, the power of maintaining and owning your image, you know, they could have Whitney Houston say anything, you know? So, um, it's just a sign of the time and, you know, the industry is going broke and, um, these artists are not making what you think they make and people are making these desperate moves. And because we're in what we, what's been coined as a quiet recession, quiet depression, actually they've called it. You know, where a lot of people are starving and not speaking on it. You know, they, they're needing money in a serious sort of way. And there's so many economic things that are happening in the world right now. I'll cover in another segment that are about to turn, about to create this enormous upset, even more than what's already been now. And I've I warned you guys years ago, so no one should be shocked. Everyone should be stocked up. You know, no one should be buying new vehicles. No one should be buying new homes or anything like that. Now is when now is the time you really learn how to minim, minimize. Now is the time, but um, yeah, that was just a you know a little side note on that. But yeah, that the silly woman, you know, like I said, I, she was silly, laying down with this this idiot, this this grifter, you know. And look at what the situation she put her her daughter in. And again, I'm not here to browbeat her because I consider her a hero. You know, she, she, she finally did what so many didn't. So, so many tried, but couldn't even, you know, she did it. She, she got polite, you know, um, unfortunately her daughter was a, you know, a casualty and as was she, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's an enormous amount of guilt, guilt. And then we talk about where the father might, you know, what he may be going through, then family members. So many people are hurt by that, you know, when, when, when someone decides to violate someone on that level. But like I said, that was just one thing that, that was, had me, you know, kind of thinking like, yeah, everybody's getting, everybody's sitting down now. It's coming around now. People are getting exposed. Yeah. And a lot of these, these conscious grifters are getting exposed, you know? Um, so I don't, you know, I don't feel like I have to say anything. If someone asks me in private, sometimes people do ask me in private, hey, what's up with someone? What's up with this? And I'll tell them straight now, nah, I mean, don't mess with that. Da, 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 da. And I'll tell them what it is. But publicly, I don't need to, man, because all you got to do is wait. Just wait. If you're patient, just wait. It'll come out. It always comes out. Just wait. Just wait. L- listen, the things that some of the things that I've alluded to or I've said, you know, I, I've be clear with you all, man. I have been doing this work since I started in 1990. Speaking publicly, my my first time I ever spoke um, was in 1990. Um, and I did a presentation entitled "Who's Down with OPP." 
<laughs> I tell you how old how old it was, right? Who's down with OPP? That was my my first presentation, and then I ran a program out of my barber shop in ninety four or ninety three. For some reason, I always forget ninety three. I don't know. It's like it's like nothing interesting happened in ninety three. <laughs> Nothing happened in 93. I, I always notice my mind goes from 92 to 95. And then there'll be little sprinkles of 94. So it might have been 93. I don't know. But it was around that time. Um, brothers building brothers, you know, B to the third. And, you know, so I've been doing this for a real long time. And then um, the first iteration of it, Anu was in the early 2000s. You know, I had Sons of Sankofa, I had Sadulu House. I had a lot of programs, man. A lot of pro, a lot of beautiful, successful programs, which is how I kind of got my, um, my name, I guess you could say, just being a foot soldier, um, in the movement and, and, you know, in the conscious, well, what was then it was a pro black community. And I meant to say this at the top of the segment. Matter of fact, I, I, I'll say it again, but I'm saying this to remind myself. Some people may be offended by this segment, what I'm going to get into, because it's going to get racial. Okay. And, you know, my intention is not to offend anyone or anything like that. But if you're someone who, you know, is offended by race talk, then it's, you know, you probably don't want to listen to this one. I know you're going to listen anyway, <laughs> but, but don't say I, I, but I did tell you, you know what I mean? You know, I don't know why people say stuff like that. Or like when you see that parent parental warning on a, a song or something explicitly. Well, let me hear what you said. Then. I, I gotta hear it. <laughs> There's a car accident up ahead. Oh, roll the window down, and, and we get to hear someone screaming. You know. So, um, yeah, man. Um, I've been running these programs for a long time, and I've been in the community for a really long time. You know, when it was the pro-black community, when it was the because um, pro-black used to be almost like a religion. People would ask you, like, yo, what, what are you? You a Muslim? You go to church? And they tell you, like, nah, I'm pro-black. And it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, it, it held that much weight back in the days. Like, it was like, you that was your religion, you know? Um, and then it changed. You know, things changed. And I, I got to see a lot of the iterations of these different communities. And I was front and center for a lot of it, man. If not, darn near all of it. There was a time when I started to pull away. Um, and I would say around the YouTube era, you know, yeah, around the YouTube earlier era, excuse me, like around 2010, 2011. So I started to kind of back away from the quote unquote conscious community. And from there, I guess that was about 10 years ago. There's a lot I don't know as far as like the different players and pe people, because I just don't care. You know, I saw the clown show and I saw it was getting worse. And I've never been about any clown activity ever. Well, I'm lying because sometimes I do get silly for my daughters. So when it comes to the children, <laughs> yeah, I'm, Bob, Bob might, you know, flip on the floor or something like that. But outside of the house, no, you know. So I was like, yeah, time it's time to lead us, lead this alone, and just focus on what I built here. You know, at that time, uh, I had I knew at that point. Um, Sons of Sankofa, my Rites of Passage program, doing a lot of work with that. And I knew Asafo, 
um, which at that time it wasn't Anu Asafo, it was just Asafo, the Asafo Rites of Passage experience. Um, so yeah, I just pulled away cause I saw the clown, like I said, the clown show, I didn't want to be a part of the circus. I didn't want my name associated with the cir- circus and so forth and so on. So I say that to say all the years I've been doing this, somebody would have popped up at some point and said, he, he ain't do that. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't have a program in Mount Vernon. I'll tell you where it was, Mount Vernon, New York. You know, he didn't, he didn't speak in 1990. He, he didn't start then. I still got the, the composition notebook in storage where I wrote double spaced because I was like, I want to be able to read it. I didn't want to, you know, I put a lot of space. So when I'm up there and I'm reading, like I won't, I wouldn't get, you know, turned around. I still got the composition notebook that I wrote that uh, message in. I still have it. And the next one I did after that too, which was, um, it was about, I don't remember what I titled it, but it was about if you, if you really are about culture and spirituality, then people should know immediately and we shouldn't be trying to identify with people who are mentally dead. I know that was the gist of it, but I don't remember the name of it, but it's in that same notebook. I do know that, but, um, somebody would have popped up by now and be like, nah, uh-uh, he just came out of nowhere. He da da da. He wasn't rolling with this one and he didn't know Dr. Khalid and da 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 da. Somebody would have said something, you know, um, or something, else would have came up. Nah, I remember when he did this horrible thing and he did that horrible thing. No. Um, any, anything you're going to hear is already a matter of public record at this point. I, I've never lied and never said I was an angel. I never said that, um, I didn't have run-ins with, with certain elements. Um, I did, you know, and, but I, you, and you, you know, there's people who are, who have found me, quote unquote. I've had people who found me in rap videos. <laughs> I've had that happen. Yo, I saw you in the video doing dips. I mean, not give, giving up too much information, but yeah, I've had people find me in rap videos. I've had people, uh, find me in, um, you know, searches. You could do personal searches on people and look up their, their records and stuff like that. No shame to my game. No shame to my game. You know, I, cause nothing you're going to find is going to be, you're not going to have me kicking some, some woman down a flight of steps or, um, doing anything that was, um, you know, destroying my people or anything like you find some other stuff that I'm like, Oh my God. But remember I told you, <laughs> we all start somewhere. We all start somewhere. I had someone years ago who tried to threaten me with that and was like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to release this. And so I was like, go ahead, go right ahead. Because those charges are only going to show that I really am what you thought I was. <laughs> I was like, go right ahead. <laughs> it's only going to show yeah, he, oh, he really, he really take, took it. Like he'll take it there completely <laughs> you know what i'm saying so i was like man you ain't you ain't you ain't scared me with that <laughs> you are not and it's gonna show I, I beat that i beat that that shows the spiritual the spiritual gift and the power there you see you, you find somebody else who you know who 
and there ain't gonna be any record of me telling on anybody, me cooperating, anything like that. But you find somebody else who beat a charge like that. I'm not gonna say what it is, but could beat a charge that heavy, you know, and I, and and don't even talk about it. It's not something I speak about. You know, I'm not like polite to these other guys. Yeah, you know, I came back from up north. He was never up north. Shut up. <laughs> stop. Just stop it. You ain't built like that. You know. Um, but the point is, like I said, you know, if all those, you know, something would have came forward, but I keep my stuff clean. There may be some disgruntled ex-members that have come forward and say something, but you can't really say anything bad about me. You may say, I don't like our new, I don't like how they are, this or this. Yeah. And I, and, but they probably don't cause you don't want me to tell what really happened. <laughs> That's one thing. Like you probably all have noticed there are people here and they're not here, but I don't say anything negative about them, but I could cause I document everything. I document everything. I had to go to court once because an ex-member stole over $35,000 worth of, worth of my possession and my vehicle. Her initials are LP. That's all I'm going to say. She even, she, she stole my car. She stole it, but she stole my ancestors ashes. A lot of you guys don't even know about this. I kept it so quiet. This was happening all through the pandemic. She was going on social media, saying stuff about me and making things up about other members. She's crazy. She is crazy, you know, and um, went to court. And even the court officers were like looking at her like, what? You did what? You see? The stuff I go through, y'all know nothing about. And I didn't even do anything. I didn't do anything. She's just crazy. She just wasn't getting what she wanted. Sometimes people come into the, the movement and they want a certain thing. And they don't get it. Oh, I'm going to join our new and chief is going to make me one of his wives. Now, I'll just say, I'll put it out there. He's going to make me one of his wives. And it doesn't work out like you envisioned and you go berserk. But I learned, you know, that was a lesson for me to learn. Sometimes I, I, I think I can, it's ego. You think you can clean up every piece of riffraff. Some some riffraff is riffraff for a reason. Let it float back out the sea. Let let the earth take care of it. You you ain't that you ain't that strong, <laughs> young man. You're not that strong. You, you know you can't fix everything. And I I you know a lot was stolen from me as a, I won the case. You know, and I could show this because it's a matter of public record. I won the case because it, it was clear she stole my stuff. And the only reason it took so long because it was during the pandemic and the courts were closed. But um, I didn't even go after LPs, and I know she's still probably somewhere wondering when is he gonna go after me. He won. He I was awarded, you know, the judgment, but she ain't got no money. She she drives rideshare and she can't hold a job. You know, it's a person with three children from three different people, three different guys, and none of them like her. None of them have anything to do with her. They can't stand her. She's crazy. You know. But you might hear something from someone like that and then stole one of my books, reached an Arisha book that I wrote, stole it and put it out to, to taunt me while all this was happening. So that's right. You can have that. No big deal. Ain't nobody buying it anyway. And the only people who bought it, they bought it because you thought you was, they thought you were still connected with what I knew. It's the only reason why they bought it. We had it. And I'm bringing this up because we had a situation recently where, 
um, a sister who's not really a member, but she's, you know, she's been around. She's friendly to the movement. And I'm, I'm bringing this up to also for anyone listening who may have had contact with her. She's currently undergoing, a, um, she's having a mental episode, right? And I'm not saying that, uh, I mean, this is a legit mental episode. And she, she got on to, um, social media and just started saying a lot of things that didn't make any sense to people and accusing them of things and whatnot. And it, in, um, I would, t- I was, you know, people were reaching out to me and I was saying, just block her. She's just going through a challenge in time right now. You know, I don't have any kind of hate or anything for her. Um, in fact, I, I reached out to her occasionally and, and really pleaded with her to get some help because it was suggested that she, you know, um, well, it, she was diagnosed as bipolar schizophrenic and, um, you know, I, I told it, she didn't want to take her or she doesn't, I don't know, you know, what's going on with her right now, but she, last time I reached out to her, I had really urged her like, you know, cause I was concerned. I said, man, you know, we live in a wicked world and if you go outside and you don't have your wits about you, people will do things to you. And my biggest concern was that, man, she was going to go outside and say something crazy. I don't want to use the word crazy, but say something inappropriate to someone and someone would jump on her or something like that. You know, um, she's not a member of Anu. She's done work with us before and stuff and been around, but she would always like do stuff with us and then like disappear and then come back, reappear and then disappear. And I would always ask her like, why do you do that? And she never would give me a straight answer. But now I understand what was going on all that time. Um, but yeah, she, she got on, a, on our Instagram and with messaging people and asking people about who, people who don't have children were like, how's your baby? How was the pregnancy? You know, stuff that was just nonsensical. And then she even got into like a, uh, she sent like an email thread out. Now this other fool LP was in the thread and was like, oh, you should write a book about chief or write a book about I knew and make money. You know, like you can't, you, you, you're such a devil. That's all you are. You're a devil. You're a demon. That's why your life reflects that. You're a demon. You know, you see someone is clearly not in their right mind, going through a challenge, just saying things that don't make any sense. They're messaging people they haven't spoken to in years just because they, there was a, you know, the, you have their emails from when we did stuff together and I knew before I knew. And that's, and that's how you show up. Because the devil is always causing trouble amongst the righteous people. So you tell her, oh, you write a book and so you can make some money. Not, are you okay, sister? Something seems off. You know, but that's, that's, that's a, a demon and that's her life reflects it. Three children by three different guys and, and none of them like you. And, uh, oldest child doesn't even mess with her at all. Oldest child is a con woman who wants nothing to do with her. And she's going to lose all the other ones too. Cause she's just that, that vile and disgusting as a person. And I've never brought her up. I've never done. She was talking about me on social media. If I never sent anything back, I never said anything, kept my mouth shut. This is going back to 2019, December of 2019, kept my mouth shut, stole my book, put it on, on it's up there still. With, with like one or two reviews, ain't nobody buying it because your energy behind it sucks. Stole my Ogun book. And if you look at the Ogun character in the book, is me. 
it's a and it's it's drawn. It's a children's book, and it's me. You could look at him like it looks like Chief it was me, you know. But you're so vile and disgusting. Nothing you touch grows, nothing, you know. But to but to to try to, I don't mind people coming at me. I'm I'm tough, man. I could I could take a an attack and fend it off. But when someone's going through something, for you to to try to do that, it's just just disgusting, man. It just shows how how soulless. I always suspected you to be. You are a soulless piece of garbage. A soulless piece of garbage. And I'm saying it just like that. To try to take take advantage of someone or to fuel them on at a time when they're going through crisis. A mental crisis. And this woman who's going through it. And some of you may have been contacted by her. Because I saw her on IG. People were like, hey, chief, she's saying some stuff. I don't know. You know. I was like, just block it. And she made like three, four extra accounts. And if you are listening, I'm not going to say your name. Um, please just, just do, just do what the doctors say for right now. And I know you don't like, you know, last time you told me you don't want to take the drugs. You don't like how it made you feel. I hear you. I hear you. And I'm, you know, I'm not a big proponent of drugs or anything like that, but sometimes you need something to stabilize. That's, and there's nothing wrong with that. Cause once you stabilize, I'll sit down and talk with you. I know where you live. You sent me your address. You sent me pictures of your um, house and pictures of the park around where you live and everything. You know, I'll sit down with you. But I told you before, you, you know, you, you can't be on IG doing all of that. You got to you got to chill out. All right. Um, you got to chill out. But if you if you if you listen to the doc, heck, you know what? I'll go to the doctors with you. I'll go with you. If you're listening, and I think you probably are, because I know you listen regularly, I'll go to the doctors with you. Okay? So, yeah, it wasn't even about to be that, about that, but I'm just, I'm flowing. I'm just talking. <laughs> but yeah, man, like I said, there's a lot going on. I only meant for this to be like 20 minutes. <laughs> We're at 50 minutes, but so much going on. But my whole, my whole point I was saying is saying that is that you ain't going to hear anything funny about me. You're not. Unless somebody makes something up, but you're going to know it's made up like that LP fool was making up stuff about me and jumping in people's inboxes. And unbeknownst to her, this is when even when she was in, I knew people were co contacting me like chief. She said this, but that don't sound right. Or she said this, but that couldn't have been accurate because this, this, that, that. See, a lot of times people don't know within my own movement. I have special relationships with a lot of the people in and out of my movement that people know nothing about. So when you, when people try to come to them and say this, that, 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 it's like, that's like one sister said, that's not the chief I know. Because this person had, did, had, didn't know for like over a year, like almost two years, I had been counseling that person every strong for free. They were in Osiris life at one point and she was going through some financial issues. So I canceled her subscription and I said, your subscription is going to be free for right now. We're going to speak every strong. And I helped her with a lot. I even visited her in her home. And I'm not going to say where she lives, but she, let me see. Man, for me, what was that? Oh, man. I think it's about 20 hours from from where from where I live. It's about 20 hours. Drive, you know, by, um, by car. And I went out, which was, it, it was, I mean, it was cool. It was nice, but it wasn't what I, what I pictured. 
because she had been going through so much and I wanted to just take her to dinner. And I was just like, man, she needs someone just to do something for her. She had did a lot for a lot of people, man. And, and, um, she had a lot of her sister had, had transitioned and, you know, she had her, her husband transition. Like she had a, a, a people around her dying and then she had relatives who were taking advantage of her and stuff like that. And, um, even when I went to go see her, she had no heat on. She had no, her, her furnace was, was broken. Or, I'm trying to remember if it was, a, yeah, her furnace was broken in the house. So we went out to this restaurant to eat. And from the drive, I was so spent. And we went to a, um, a Mexican restaurant when even that was sad. Cause I was like, all right, which, which, where's your favorite place to eat? I said, I'm gonna take you to your favorite place. Where you want to go? Where you want to go? And she didn't know which this, we were in a place where she grew up. She didn't know one place that she was like, I don't know. I don't know. She's like, okay, well maybe there's one place that sometimes we go to on, on my lunch break from work. And I was like, but is that your favorite? She's like, I really haven't been out in a long time. I just been with my family. But I was like, all right, well we go there. We went to a Mexican uh, spot. And then we went back to her place and <laughs> I fell asleep <laughs> on, on her, like sit, we were just sitting up talking and I fell asleep. I was so tired and, um, she had no heat on in the house. So she came and brought me a blanket and we both had blankets. She sat down next to me on the sofa and uh, we both had blankets and we just, and I guess she just listened to me snore, <laughs> to me snore. That wasn't the plan, but yeah, I, man, I, I didn't have it, man. I felt bad. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm over here falling asleep. But this fool didn't know I had that kind of relationship with this woman. She just thought she was just any old, cause I don't, you know, jump out and say those things. She thought she was any other member, whatever older sister I'm going to get in her ear and fool her. And she said some crazy stuff about me. And the sister was like, mm -mm, not the chief. I know. Uh, -uh. not knowing that, no, we got history. And I got a bunch of other members like that. I've given members money to move. You need to move. And okay. How much is the mover movers? 3,000, $3,000. Remember, I remember I gave her money to move and, the strong end, she was moving her car. She might have been lying though. <laughs> but her car broke down and she needed $300. I gave her $3,300. Here, go on, move, go on, get, you know, start your new life. You know, this was another person. This person got into her ear and didn't even know, like, no, there's a history here that you don't know anything about. You know, um, so I'm just saying, man, these crooks. You don't have to always go after them because truth's going to come out. It's going to come out. Just like when this person stole all that stuff, stole my, my, my grandmother's ashes, my aunt's ashes, my Ogunpa, all that stuff is gone. I got the ashes back. That's all I got back. My, the Ogunpa, all my, my, my shrine implements are gone. Gone. These are ancient, ancient elements that were given to me in Nigeria many years ago. They are gone. LP. You see? Lesson learned. Y'all knew nothing about something. Now, a couple members knew what happened. They didn't know the whole story, and y'all still don't know the whole story. But a couple members knew. But for the most part, no one knew what happened. Because I didn't say anything. I kept doing my segments and holding retreats just do, during COVID. So this is during all that command of day time when y'all were seeing me do command of day early and you got to see what my dawnings look like, how I go to the park every day and, and work out and then come back and work. You got to witness all of that. This was during while this was happening during all of that. 
You didn't see it on my face. You saw me looking unbothered, you know, and teaching and giving because that's what I, that's what I do. Soldiers, we we get wounded, but we keep moving. We don't stop because we get a cut. We don't stop because we get shot. We keep moving, and that pisses off the demons even more because they want to do. They they try their best to to dissolve and, and to slow down your momentum. And when it doesn't happen, they, they find other things to blame you for, you know, instead of just admitting like, man, you didn't came up against something that you, you had no clue what it was. You thought you knew this person, but you had no clue what the heck they are. You see, that's just one little thing. I had a lot of other stuff happen that y'all don't know anything about. But anyway, so that's, that's, I'm really speaking about the con people and how they're being taken out. And, you know, my heart goes out for this 14 year old girl. I don't even know if she's still 14 now. Maybe she's 15 now, but my heart goes out to her, man, because, you know, like I said, this is stuff people going to be talking. And in this seven years or whatever, he might get out in five. He's going to be on probation, I think for 20 or no 10, excuse me. He's going to be on probation, I think for 10 years after that. Then he's got to take sexual offender courses and classes. He doesn't have to register as a sex offender. I know that's what the main thing he was fighting for because his plan is already, yeah, I'm going to do this time, get out and keep conning them because black people ain't got no memory. Like I said, this is a racial segment and I'm going to put a recording in the beginning to say that. Um, So another thing that happened, right, man, I know y'all like you an hour in, you just another thing. <laughs> time to close it down. Where's the music? <laughs> yeah man like i said man we we it's welcome back Carter time so you know we we flowing and it's late i wanted to do this segment earlier man but you know hey i'll tell you what some of my day look like i had to break up a huge fight today huge fight yo and, and some of my new people know man um that's all i've been doing lately is breaking up fights in the past like three months i've broken up well this would be the th- third fight i broke up this one was was about to get super it was an old lady and everything involved it was a tenant situation I, I won't get into it but some young people being super ignorant in a place that they that they you know didn't want to leave a place that they shouldn't have been in anymore and the, and the actual owner was like you gotta go and it, it, it got real ignorant like yeah it was bad and i was there and was standing in between people and Grabbing people by their arm. Come here. Come over here. You stand over. It was, it got ugly. But yeah, I've been breaking up a lot of fights. That's just a sign of the times, man. Um, the fight I broke up before that dude was beating another guy with a uh, car jack. I don't know if, not, not the car jack, like you jacked the car up, but, um, no, a club, not jack, the club. Remember, (laughs) the old school, we used to put him on a steering wheel so you couldn't turn the steering wheel column. He had one of those and was beating a guy with it. And I, jumped in with that and disarmed him and hemmed him up and got the club, you know, through the club and disarmed him. And then the cops came. I was a whole nother big one. Dude was on the ground, banged up, couldn't get back up. Then I shoot the one before that was in a, was in a ox store, you know, nice guy too, man. And dude was in there shoplifting and he was like, yo, just leave. I ain't gonna call the cops. Just get out. He didn't want to leave because I grabbed him by his arm and I was like, never do that. Like I, after I settled the, cause I ended up having to take a grip off the, off the, the kid. He had a grip on him. He was like, nah, I want this. 
ninja to come outside so I could shoot him. He's like, I'm shooting him. I was like, yo, look around. You see all these cameras? What are you doing? You see all these cameras? Yo, I don't care about none of that. I don't care. <sighs> Took the grip off him. I was like, yo, what you got on? Boom. Got it off him. He goes running. Yeah, that's how these young young guys are today, man. Like, First of all, I got the grip off you. I shouldn't even get the grip off you, number one. And you talking with a grip on you. You should have been out. You should have been back your hammer out. Got the grip off him. Then he goes running out the store. So I go follow him. Like, I don't want your grip. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's on this thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and his friend came back and was like, I gave it to him. I was like, yo, get this to your man. But I was like, yo, let him know. Like, that was stupid. You know, like, this camera's all over the place. And they probably thought I was a cop. Sometimes in certain neighborhoods, people think I'm a cop. You know, I guess. I was told because of the bald head and you're big and yeah, I don't know, whatever. But um, maybe he thought that or whatever. But, yeah, man, it's crazy out here. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, I'm, I'm having to do my Bruce Wayne thing like every couple of uh, uh, strongs, man. But today was... Today was draining. That's why I actually didn't do the, the podcast. I was going to record this earlier, but my my head, like after I I finished with that, like one thing I noticed, like my sinuses were clear. Drama always clears my sinuses. <laughs> I came back and I sat down. I was like, all right, let me record this podcast. And I was like, oh, man, wow, okay. Sinuses, real clear. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But I was like, yeah, man, I, I wasn't in the right headspace a little earlier because um, it was just like it's nonsense, you know. But um, the other thing I wanted to talk about real quick, I'm not going to talk too much about it because I'm already over. It's a movie I saw recently that was so important to share and to urge you all to see with the right perspective, man. Oh, goodness gracious. There's two of them, really. I'm going to get into the next one um, on the next the next podcast because I'm, I'm I'm I've returned. So I'll be back on my every seven days. But um, Transformers Rise of the Beast. Good gracious. If that wasn't a movie of desperation. I don't know what was, man. Transformers Rise of the Beast. And I, I like Transformers. Like, I like Trans... Well, hey, let me pause. Let me fix that a little bit. Because, you know, I like trans the, the movies, Mattel's Transformers movies. Um, I mean, the cartoon I, I enjoyed, you know. Um, but the movies are, are, really, are really deep, man, because they, they're about... They're about Nephilim. Well, more so Elohim. They're not really so much about Nephilim. They're about Elohim. You know, those Transformers, robots in disguise, those are Elohim, you know? So this particular um, segment, I think this is the seventh uh, Transformer movie, Rise of the Beast. First of all, when I saw Rise of the Beast, I was like, hmm? Hmm? <laughs> I already knew, like, because I wasn't going to watch it. Well, I wasn't going to watch it right away, but then I was like, um, I was like, yeah, man, let me, let me, let me get this a look. I don't know. I was doing something because sometimes I have uh, films playing in the background, like while I'm working. So I think I was working, I was, I was typing something up and I had it on my other screen 
and his stuff was jumping out. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, and I ended up having like kind of just leaning back in my chair. I was like, I'm watching this, <laughs> you know, but yeah, man, um, I don't, I'm not going to give everything away. I'm not going to do a full breakdown yet. I might do a full breakdown, but, um, I don't want to mess it up for those of you watching, but I want to give enough of a breakdown so that you understand what you were watching. First of all, rise of the beast. Anytime you see the word beast, something's up. <laughs> you know, um, in a film. Now, the first thing, and I and I checked because I always look at release dates of films. It was released in theaters on June 9th. It was, um, but the original release date, it was released June 9th, 2023. So I looked at that 6-9, okay? And I'm looking at the numbers. 6-9-2023. And I said, and, and when I saw that date, 6-9-2023, I said, the beast, yeah, they're playing with that 6 number. But then I was like, man, I'm surprised they just didn't go all the way with 6-6-6. Well, they did. The original release date was June 24th, 2022, but it got delayed. June 24th, 2022, 6, June, 24, 2 plus 4 is 6, 6, 2022, 6, when you add up 2 plus 2 plus 2. So the original release date, June 24, 2022, was 666. It released in, um, in, uh, Korea, June 6. So they still got their sixes in there. So they released it 6-9-2023 um, in the U.S. They released it in Korea 6-6-2023, you know. Um, so I was just looking at that. I was like, yeah, I figured, like, all right, <laughs> they they on it, right? But this movie was so interesting because, like, the desperation was insane. And when, I'm, when I mean the desperation, sometimes... Um, Hollywood puts out certain things where it's like, I mean, again, all big name movies are occult movies, period. Like they're all occult. But this one was like begging. This was such a begging movie, right? So I don't want to share too much of it, but the two main, uh, first of all, and this is why I said this might be kind of an unoffensive episode. This was the, this was the Transformers for Moorish people or for Nubian people or for melanin dominant people or for Africans in America or for black people, whatever y'all calling yourselves today. This was the movie for, for this, like all the other ones with freaking uh, Mark Warburg and um, Shia LaBeouf. And, uh, you know, this one was like, yo, we this is for the this is for my homies. <laughs> That's what this particular Transformers was. Oh my goodness. Um, it starts off, right? Where you have, I mean, well, it starts off showing Unicron. I'll get to Unicron in a second, but we fast forward to one of our main characters, human characters. His name is Noah Diaz. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go out of time because something happened before that with, with Optimus Primal and, and the Maximals and stuff like that. But let's just go to the humans for a second. So you get some context. Um, Noah Diaz is it, it start the well let me say the time period of the film was 1994 right and you have Anthony Ramos who played a character by the name of Noah Diaz he's in Brooklyn 
and he was in the military. He's a vet, but he's an electronics expert. Then you have Dominique, Dominique Fishback. She played Elena Wallace. She's an artifact researcher. You know, she's a, like an archaeologist. Um, but she's an intern at a museum on Ellis Island. Now let's start here for a second. So Anthony Ramos is Puerto Rican, right? Um, he plays Noah Diaz. He's from Brooklyn. He's from Bushwick, matter of fact. Dominique Fishback is Melanin Rich. She plays Elena Wallace. She's from Brooklyn, right? And I'm talking about real life. Then they had, um, uh, uh, Luna Velez. She played Noah's mother. You know, uh, her name was Brianna, Brianna Diaz. And then they had another kid, his younger brother. I can't remember his name right now. His name was Chris in the movie. Chris. Man, there was so much deep stuff here. Chris. Right? He had sickle cell. Now, it was so... I'm, I'm jumping around a little bit, but when you watch it, when you watch it, make your notes. But just remember what I told you. Like, you know, make make your notes and just like, oh, yeah, da, 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 that stuff pop up, right? Pops up, excuse me. I thought the sickle cell angle was interesting because it was like, first of all, you're showing the brown black seed, Elena and Noah's, Noah, excuse me. And what was interesting about the film is that they didn't make Elena the fighting star. Cause you know, all films nowadays, the woman's gotta be, the man is weak and the woman's out front somehow miraculously just big warrior. They didn't do that. Elena was the intellect and Noah was ex military. He was the warrior. That's how it should be, <laughs> you know. Um, so this was very much so a film that was was balanced in terms of gender. It was balanced, you know, in in a healthy way. But I found what was interesting that brown and black seed was there, but how they gave Noah's little brother Chris um, sickle cell, right? And it's not to say that that. Uh, what they call Hispanics or Latinos do not get sickle cell because they, they do. Um, but the, the numbers are like um, 73 out of every 1000 births to Nubian people or black people um, are sickle cell. Whereas seven out of 1000 Latinos or Hispanics may have sickle cell. So you don't really, you don't really hear about sickle cell much, much amongst Latino population. You like you don't really hear about it at all, really too much. But you definitely hear, you know, Lorenz Tate or Prodigy from Mob Deep or um T Boz, you know, from TLC. You definitely hear about people who, you know, who are melanin rich who have sickle cell. You know, so I thought it was interesting that they gave him the, the sickle cell out of out of all the diseases he could have had, sickle cell. So just to, to me, that was to reinforce the Moorish presence in him and in the film, right? So that's the, your main human character. There wasn't a lot of humans. Now, what was interesting about this film, too, and I, like I said, some people may get offended by this, but it is what it is. Every non-melanated character in the film was a problem, was somehow lording over and blocking opportunities for the melanin rich characters, for Noah Diaz and the, for the brown and black characters, right? So you had, um, oh, and, and the dude, Toby, um, Nguengue, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. You know, he's a singer, Nguengue. He was also in the film. His name was Reek and he was, um, Noah's friend who was like, he was like a street dude and he was 
talking Noah into, um, kind of talking Noah into like doing, you know, crime and whatever. Right. Um, but then you had Sarah, uh, style. She played Jillian Robertson. She was Elena's supervisor. Cause she remember she was an intern at the museum at Ellis Island, but she was stealing, um, Elena's work. Like Elena was like, she was the sister who <laughs> she was on point. Like she knew her craft and Jillian just like wanted to go to parties and galas and stuff like that. She didn't know what she was doing. Right. Very interesting on that one. Then you had Miss Green. She was played, played by Lenny Parker. Interesting. Lenny Parker. Right. Initials there at LP, but she was played by, by, she was played by Lenny Parker. Miss Green. She was an administrator at the hospital that Chris had to go to for his, his, I don't know what they was doing with the sickle cell treatment or something, but they were about like three months behind in payments. So she was like, he's got to get out of here. Like she had no mercy because Noah was like, he's 10 years old. She was like, mm, he got to go. Right. Then you had a guy named Bishop. These names are so interesting. He was the head of security and Noah was going to him for a job interview. Um, he was played by, by a guy by the name of Aiden Devine. And he was going for a job interview and he canceled it. Noah's interview was like, yo, you can't interview with me because I heard about you. You're not a team player. You don't follow, follow orders, whatever. Right. So, and then, oh, and then we had, um, agent Burke. He was a recruiter for GI Joe. That was something that came in at the end. I know I'm giving it away and y'all like, man, I didn't see whatever. But, I mean, it is what it is, right? I'm going to give it away a little bit. So these were all of the Caucasian people in the film. Every Caucasian person in the film was a problem. Every single one, they were a problem, right? So, and, and I'm not saying that just to be clear, this is not a, and that's why we got to deal with these white people. You know, it's not that type of thing. It's what the, it, the movie was pointing something out that was very interesting. If you, if you knew what to look for, right? The, there was a lot of little clues in there. Um, First thing, let me explain, like, okay, so you have Unicron, you see in the very beginning, this narration, and they're like, yo, there's an ancient old god, the worst of them all, and basically, it's like, yeah, he attacks planets, they're talking about Unicron. Now, you know, a lot of cartoons have this, like, a Unicron character, Galvatron was similar, um, then you had um, Galactus, Galactus is with the X-Men, you have um, um, Brainiac, even. There's another one. I can't, I'm not remembering right now. Um, or is Galactus the one that's with the Silver Surfer? I don't know. But anyway, you have a lot of these, this concept of like this creature or this, this computer or this, this high God, if you will, that comes and like just ruins it for everybody. Basically, you're going to eat the whole planet, like every, the trees, the rocks, everything, you're going to eat everything, right? And they go through these different planets, planets looking for life, right? So in the beginning, you have this Maximal and his name is Ape Link. And essentially he fights off. They have this key called the, 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 um, trans warp key. And this key, it has the ability to compress time and space so they can jump from like, solar system to solar system because it's just too much to try to travel to each one and try to find planets to eat. So he sends Unicron sends his minions. They're called the Terracons to go get this key off this planet where the Maximals are. They got the key. So 
when their leader, Ape Link, realizes that they're coming, he's like, yo, I'm going to fight them. Yeah, he's going to die. I mean, it's a quick fight. He's like, I'm going to fight them, and you guys take the key and go es- escape so Unicron, Unicron can't find it, right? So they end up doing that, and, and their leader, their new leader, is his name is Optimus Primal. And they called him that because he was named after Optimus Prime, right? And then that's when it fast forwards to 1994. You got all this hip-hop music playing. I think it starts with the Wu-Tang. They're playing Wu-Tang. And then he's fixing, he's... He's basically creating his bootleg cable box for Reek. And, and when he tests it to see if it works, the first thing that pops up is Tupac. This is so significant. Tupac. Um, and it was a scene from the movie Juice. So significant. Oh my God. This movie, this, this movie was something else, boy. So I don't, I'm not going to go through the whole movie because I don't want to talk for that long. But the thing is, is that so essentially he goes to steal a car, which is a Porsche 911, which ha- who, it happens to be Mirage. Mirage is one of the Autobots, right? And while at the same time he's doing that, um, and Mirage starts driving by himself and like basically, basically steals uh, Noah, like takes him. Pay attention to these names: Elena, L, L, Ana, L, Elena, and Noah. Noah Diaz. Oh man, so much there. Um, so takes the car, whatever, right? Um, and while at the same time, there's this Falcon that came into the museum where Elena works. And they think that the, the Falcon was comedic. They were like, Oh, this came from Egypt, but we found it in the Sudan. And then, She's looking at it. She sees these inscriptions on it. She's like, no, that's not hieroglyphs. That's another language. She was like, and then when she's doing the science, she's like, y'all thought it was like, I don't remember how many years old, but like 340 years. Y'all thought it was a statue of Horus, but it's not Horus. It's older than that. I've dated to like 5,000 years and it's not from that region. It's actually from South America. Woof. That alone, they were giving you, they were dropping so many hints on you. It, man, so many doggone hints. See, we always look into Egypt. We think everything is in Egypt. I've broke that down before. I've told you there's more pyramids along the Mississippi River than there are in Egypt. Well, let's not even talk about Mexico. Then you go further into South America. There's more, quote unquote, comedic stuff in South America than you can find in those sand dunes out there. There's a whole canopy of jungle that we don't even... It's a canopy. It's covered that we don't even look at. See that—that that was the hint they were dropping in this film. They were dropping that hint. This—this this film was about the chosen people of the Most High. I'm, I'm gonna just jump to it because I don't want to talk about it too much. It was about the chosen. So when she was like, "No, the Falcon. It's not from Egypt. It's from here." See, because there's all this talk of like. American soil isn't the promised land. I've told people many, 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 many times. For me, like the the topography of America is just amazing to me. I think this is a very beautiful landmass. It's beautiful. I mean, you start to understand like the the, the, the um, lyrics of um, the anthem. 
you know, the amber waves of gray and all like, yeah, this is a beautiful, beautiful. I see why, why you all came here and did what you did. This is a beautiful place. And I've been to Europe. You know what I mean? It's this place. What's so cool about America? For one, you can drive across the whole thing, but you have every climate here that you would ever want. You go up in the mountains and have snow and go skiing. You you got beaches. You have deserts in America. You have tropical regions in America. You know what I'm saying? You have you have um plains. You have plain states. So anything you would want to experiment, I want to go to the mountains. We got it. I want to go to the tropics. We got it. I want to go to the desert. We got it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want to go up in the snow. I go to Montana. We got it. Anything you want is here. You know? But we still have this vision like, no, 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 it's Africa. Now, trust me, for a person, I, I've lived there. I still live there. Um, I'll be back there pretty soon now that the borders are open back up after COVID. Um, I, as many of you know, I'm in the continent most, the greater part of the year. Um, and I am actually in America, but I'm saying the topography. I actually like how America looks better, to be honest with you, you know, um, but I'm, I'm just saying, I have to say that the promised land is where your feet are. I said that years ago on a podcast, Africa is where you set your feet down. Don't look, don't let them trick you. They tricked you into localizing you to a landmass. Then they cut up the landmass. Told you, oh, well, there's the Middle East and then there's Africa. Man, you don't get out of here with that. That little fake canal you put in between to try to fool me, the Suez Canal. Come on now, stop. Jerusalem is Africa. Knock it off. You see? But the the, the point I'm saying is that, I mean, heck, even if you go by the, oh, we'll get into that another time. Um, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. Yeru was a person and Shalim, Shalim was a deity. Yeru means stone. And now I've broken down Jerusalem before, Jerusalem. Shalim is peace. Yeru is city. But the deeper actual meaning, the older meaning is Yeru is stone and Shalim was a was an old archetype, was an old deity. So Jerusalem meant the stone of Shalim. And it was Jebu who lived there or Yebu. So African. So so the place was named after. Yebu Shalim. Yebu Shalim. Right? That's a whole nother that's a whole nother lesson, man. But like they said in the movie, like he said about, about humans, he was like, there is more to them than meets the eye. There's more than meets the eye. There's always different stories here. But anyway, so essentially there's this key inside of the Falcon that Elena figures out like, nah, this ain't comedic. This is from here because the Hebrews were here. The oldest, the oldest record that we have of the Ten Commandments was found here in South America. Look that up. That's a fact. That's a fact. It was written in Paleo Hebrew. They tried to figure out how the heck did they find the Ten Commandments in South South America? You see, so many things that are that are done and that are kept quiet or just quiet enough. You know. But then you um, you look at the things that are spoken about. Well, we know about we know about Tory Lanez, you know, um, getting sentenced to ten years. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we know about Trump going through his issue. 
you know, but we, we, we don't know about in paleo Hebrew, the 10 commandments are found here in America. You see? So this movie was really highlighting, you know, if you really understood what they were, they were, they were showing, you know, um, and if anybody wants to look that up, that's in, that's in the town of, um, Los Lunas, Lunas, you know, means the lights, Los Lunas. And that's, that's, um, that's outside of Albuquerque. That's like outside of New Mexico, but that's where they found those, those paleo, um, or the 10 commandments written in paleo, um, Hebrew. Now somebody say, well, maybe they just wrote it. No, they were old. They were super, super, super old. They were written on a stone and they found them in the, in the, uh, I think in the 1850s or something like that, or the 18, 1800s. And they were trying to figure out, of course, who, who would have carved these things? Because when they did the carbon dating on them, they figured out that they were, they were carved like almost 2000 years before Columbus even came to the Americas. And they were saying that it was probably the lost tribes of Israel who left the stones here in America, <laughs> man. And then when they, you know, they, they did another carbon dating, like in 1980 and something. And they figured out that they were like around 2000 years old. And now they were just basing that on weather, weather patterns, 2000 years old. Yeah. So it's real deep. It's real deep when you look at this movie and the little, little lugs they were dropping. They were trying to show you like, no, the ancient ones are here. You better, you better get down to Mexico. <laughs> you better get down, you know, because what happens is that their final showdown is in Peru. They, there was a, the trans warp key. You know, I'm skipping around, but they found out that the trans warp key was actually in Peru and they went there and, you know, you think about, and they was, they was at a temple mound. It was underneath a temple. They had these, these catacombs underneath the temple or these, these tunnels and they were, looking under there, you know, because when Elena had set that, she activated the key mistakenly when she was in the museum, it drew all the Terracons and the, um, the Autobots to come and, and, you know, like they were able to locate it then, you know? Um, now I want to, I want to add something important about that, man. Um, real important to give you context. I always prefer the Decepticons always. Because I always knew the Autobots represented industry. And plus they were weaker. They're smaller. If you notice in every movie, they always get the, the mess beat out of them. And that's because let's, we got to take it back to Cybertron for a second, right? Um, and you know, for those of you who leave comments in the, in the, um, the YouTube videos or, um, reviews, feel free if you want to co- correct me on this. I am not a, uh, Transformers aficionado. So I don't want to sit here and start lying like, you know, because there's, there's whole comics and stuff for Transformers. I have never read one of them. Not one. I've never read any. I guess there's books. I I've, I don't know. I only know them Transformers from the cartoons and I know from the movies. And, you know, I'm I'm pretty good at watching stuff and figuring it out pretty quickly. But I know that there's a whole like this generation one Transformers. They call them G1 is G2. You know, there's um 
the great war transfer, you know, there's different, there's, there's different, um, generations of, of them, you know, so I understand that. And, and so feel free, you know, to correct me. It's all good, but let's go back to earlier Cybertron. In the beginning, there were Decepticons and Autobots and they were, they were all created by the quintessence and in the, in the early days of Cybertron, they were both slaves. They were slaves. This is an important thing for you to understand. They were slaves. So there was different levels of slaves. The, the Decepticons were the military grade. That's why they always so bigger and more ferocious and more aggressive than the Autobots. That's why they was beating the mess out of them because they were actually, they were sold. They were slaves who would get sold to different, to different planets. And the Decepticons were the warrior class and they would fight also the wars for the quintessence. And sometimes they would even put them, they had a uh, a gladiatorial ring. They would put them in the ring and they would have them fight each other. Now the Autobots were, they were for consumer work. So that's why if you look at the auto, like you look at the Decepticons, they'll be like guns, military planes, things like that. The Autobots would be like truck, like Optimus Prime is a truck. He represents industry. Um, then they have ones that are like a, um, an ambulance. You know, a, a lot of what they represent are what support a civilization. Okay. So they were not the, um, they were not the warrior class as far as the Autobots. They were, they were in charge of, they, they were a worker class who built consumer goods. Okay. Now what happened was eventually, um, the, these, this, this, early race of, uh, you know, what we call Autobots and Decepticons, they wrote, they were tired of being slaves. So they rose up against the quintessence and they defeated them. So, and, and, um, Megatron was the, was the leader of the rebellion, right? Now, what's so important about that is that Megatron, whenever you see Megatron, whenever you see Megatron, you have to say Metatron. Always say Metatron, and it, and it and it makes more sense for you. Now, Metatron, um, M-E-T-A-T-R-O-N. Metatron was was a high level angel, high level archangel, who was said to have been over all the angels. Now, you don't see Metatron in the Bible, but you see the Metatron in the Talmud and other um, books. Like Metatron is in the Ethiopian Bible, which is the oldest Bible, right? So Metatron had many different names. One of Metatron's names was, he was known as, I mean, it comes from the Greek Metatronus, but it was, he was Metatron. He was Metatron, Meratron, Meratton, and Megatron. So when they came out with Transformers, they took his exact name, Megatron. And it means the one who serves behind the throat, the throne, or the one who serves behind Adonai's throne. So this was the second in command to God. You know, um, it also means one who guards, right? And his job was to guard the tree of life. You see, and he would mark the, the things that people did on earth if they were good, and he would mark them in the book of life. Now, that book of life, some of you know as the Akashic Records, right? So, Megatron or Metatron was always considered to be the twin brother of, of Sandalphon. And there's different theories on this, but Me- Metatron or Megatron 
is considered to be an ascended human. These are the, there was only two humans who they say ascended to the high levels of um, deityhood or becoming Elohims. And they said that Enoch was actually Metatron. So that's why you'll read in some books and he's actually referred, Enoch is referred to as Metatron and like in the Talmud and his brother, Sandophon was considered to be the prophet Elijah, right? Now this is, this is theory. So I'm not, I'm not giving you this as, you know, true, true, true in living. But, um, when you read some of these, these old, like the Zohar, these different books, it talks about Metatron as the king of the angels and he rules over the tree of knowledge and good and evil. And it talks about Enoch, you know, when you read Zohar 43 and Balak 686. And it speaks about how, um, Enoch turned into Metatron in, in, um, in heaven. You know, so in Torah, um, Enoch, he lived, he lived a really long life and then he's taken up into, and he's taken up into the, the Shemaim or the higher levels, but he doesn't die like other humans do. So it says his days were 365 years, like all the days of Enoch. And it says like Enoch walked with Elohim and he, then he was, he was no more. This was, uh, Genesis, um, five and 23. He was no more because, uh, because Elohim had taken him. Right. Um, where's my charger? All right. You're going to hear some rustling around. <laughs> oh, here it is. Um, he was no more because, um, set this over here because Elohim had taken him. Right. So, um, so the Zohar speaks about how Enoch continued his ministry after he was taken up over, over the earth. You know, when you, when you read, um, Bereshit 51, 474 in the Zohar, and it says that Enoch was working on a book that contained the inner secrets of wisdom. And he was taken from this earth, earth to become a heavenly angel. That's that Zohar Bereshit 51, 475, you know, so he knows all the supernatural secrets and stuff like this. And you read, it, I, I don't want to get too, too deep in that because it goes into the Talmud, right? So long story short, right? And then of course, in sacred geometry, you have Metatron's cube. And that's a cube that represents all the shapes that are, that exist in the Elohim's creation. And Metatron is always figuring out how to keep the flow of energy going, if, if, if you will, right? So that's Megatron. That's Megatron. And your Transformers, um, whatever, right? That's Megatron. So here's the thing, man, to give you proper context, the Decepticons are the good guys and the Autobots are the bad guys. That's, that's the desperation of this film and the desperation of this cartoon. See, that's the thing. That's why, you know, and I started off talking about polite and stuff like that. They will have you in this country thinking what's good is evil and what's evil is actually good. That speaks about that in scripture, you know. So they have you, you watch the cartoon, you think, oh, the Autobots, a good guy. Those are the auto. What does that mean? Auto. You, you're, you're a slave. You're running on automatic programming. You don't have a mind of your own. And your whole job is to always to keep to keep things as they are. That's your job. You don't want, see everything that exists within the world, everything that exists in reality, it dies. That's just the truth of living. 
Some things die, some things don't die, right? So the, 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 the whole premise of this film is that the Autobots are trying to keep Unicron from arriving. Who's Unicron? Unicron is the most high. He's the evil God. In the beginning, they call him the, the most evil and fearsome God there is who devours planets. Of course he devours planets. This is just like the movie, The Eternals. If any of you watch The Eternals, what was that movie about? That the, the, the whole planet itself was a, was an actual robot. And it's going to awaken and, and devour what's on it and then move on to create something new. This is how new planets are created. So no, this can't live forever. No, it's gotta come. See, so what this movie is about, and I'm, I'm skipping a lot. There's so much I could, I could, I don't want to go into so much I could show you from this movie, but this movie is about the most high coming back for his people and destroying the order as it is. But you'll have people who are doing anything they possibly can to prevent that from happening. Those are the Autobots, the robots. Robots in disguise. <laughs> Those are the Autobots. They want to keep, they want to keep that change from happening by any means necessary. You see, and you have the Decepticons who understand like, no, and, and what's so deep about this movie? Like, again, like I said, some people may get, you know, feel a certain way. Like Optimus Prime, you know, he was voiced by Peter Cullen. Of course, you know, he's always going to do the, the, the Optimus Prime, but um the majority of the speaking cat, not only the cast you saw on screen, they were like brown and black seat. Like I told you, you had um um Noah Diaz, Puerto Rican, Elena Wallace, um Nubian Nubian um, um Melanin Rich. You know what I mean? Like everybody in the film, like they were letting you see like it's the brown and black seat. And what they kept saying through the film, I'm from Brooklyn, baby. Yeah, you know I'm from Brooklyn, because they were both from Brooklyn. And then at the end, they was like, Brooklyn. Now, what were they showing you with that? The magic is here. That's why when she was like, oh, we thought it was Egyptian, but it's not Egyptian. It's from Peru. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, there was so much here. Now, you have Optimus Primal. He was voiced by Ron Perlman. Peter Cullen did Prime. Um... But then you had, um, uh, well, Pete Davidson, he did Mirage. He was pretty good as Mirage. He was, you know, he was, of course he's funny, you know, Pete, Pete Davidson's a comedian. Um, <clears throat> but I found it interesting that Coleman Domingo was Unicron. Coleman Domingo, he's someone, I like, I like him a lot as an actor. His, his lifestyle is, is another story, but I like him as an actor, man. I like his energy. He's fly, like he always, always, even off screen, like he, uh, he's, he's a dresser, you know. But yeah, <laughs> a lot of times, those people, <laughs> either, <laughs> those people often are, you know, you know what I mean by those people. You know, he's he over there. <laughs> but I, I, I like his work. He, um, he, he has a reoccurring work or role, excuse me, on the Fear of the Walking Dead. Um, he plays. Victor Strand, right? He plays Strand on the Fear of the Walking Dead. But he's been in a lot of stuff, man. Um, he's been in a lot of stuff. You know, I, I first, you know, became aware of him, you know, as Victor Strand, but he was also in Selma. He was in, uh, uh, Black Bottom, you know, Ma, Ma Rainey's, uh, Black Bottom. 
you know, so he's, he's done a lot of stuff. If Bill Street could talk, you know, um, and he's, you know, he's an intense sort of, sort of, sort of actor. I like his energy, but I, I thought it was interesting that they had him play God because Unicron is God. They had him play God, you know? So, um, like I said, what was, what was interesting here, uh, they go to Peru, they have their fight and they're trying to get both parts of this key, which is the, um, you know, this warp generator where they can go in and, you know, they do, they usually fight stuff, but there's, of course there's always little things said in between for you to catch. Even if maximals, the maximals are different animals. You know, that one is a, is a ape. Then you have, um, a bird, you know, you have a cheetah, you have a rhino. And each of these birds, I mean, each, excuse me, each of these animals actually mean something. They all represent a different energy. You know, like I said, I don't want to go too, too crazy, but I felt the Unicron piece was attacked. Now, how do we know that this is the most high? Because our job is to collect information and then take it back to the ancestral realm, period. And then when we go back to the ancestral realm with this period, I mean, with this, <laughs> with this information, then that realm becomes more powerful and stronger. When you look at all these movies, you know, like I said, the Eternals, you look at, um, Superman with, with, um, Brainiac and you look at even, um, you know, the X-Men and, and all of these, all of these different, um, you, you have these, all these different cartoons or whatever you have these characters or these, these main, um, scary <laughs> sort of characters where, we're supposed to be worried because they, they're going to devour the earth. They're going to destroy the earth. Right. And it's always some supercomputer or something like that. These are gods or the God. They're always the high. Cause what else could destroy the most highest creation at that level, but the most high you see. And each of these movies have a, have a different thing like that. You know, like I said, with the Eternals, they learn that, Hey, we're, there's new new celestials or Elohim that are supposed to come for. And they have Arishim who's explaining like, yeah, for a million years, he's been planting the seeds of these different celestials. And, you know, the deviants that were sent down, they're predators to ensure that, that there's intelligent life on the planet. But when they evolved, they begun hunting the populations, you know, so Arishim created the internals Eternals, excuse me, to counter that particular energy. But now it's time. You, they're like, okay, humankind has reached a size that is big enough now for Tiamat. Because you remember in, in the Eternals, it was Tiamat. Now you should know who Tiamat is. I've done the breakdown of who are the sky people at this point. Come on. Come on. <laughs> but Tiamat, you know, the dragon, Um, it's time for Tiamat to be, to be born. Right. So it's still always this idea of like, this has reached as far as the creator wants it to reach. Now it's time for it to go. And in humanity fights like, no, we don't want to go. We want to keep everything the way it is. Well, who's going to help us? The Autobots. They'll, they'll help us from allowing the order to be destroyed. Cause what else would a, would an automaton do? but to keep the social order that needs to be destroyed. Now, what was interesting in this film? Remember I said earlier that when Noah Diaz was fixing his, um, 
the cable box thing, um, the first thing that popped on the screen was an image of Tupac and Juice. And I said, and I looked at that and I said, mm, what's up? Nah. <laughs> he could have popped, they could have popped, they could have popped up an old Transformers episode just to be cute or whatever. You showed Tupac on the screen? Then I, then I'm, so I'm watching, I just made a mental note and they fast forward to when they get to Peru. Now, when they get to Peru, there is a, um, there's a tribe there. They're, 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 they're in the Andes. They're Andeans and they are protecting the Maximals, you know, these, the ones who are, are beast, you know, um, they're protecting it. They know who they are. They know what they are. And they're making sure that, you know, people don't find out about them. Now they're, they're speaking, um, Quechua, which is the name of their language. You know, you hear them when they're, when they're talking back and forth, right? Now here's the deal. Here's the deal, which is what caught me. The name, if you listen, you'll hear it when they're talking to each other. The name of the Andean el elder, his name is Amaru. Amaru. And I caught it when they were talking. I said, ah, there we go. That's it. Because Amaru and Optimus Primal are speaking back and forth. And remember, it was Tupac, Amaru, the second, you know, um, who was a, an Andean freedom fighter. He was an Andean freedom fighter. That's who Tupac Shakur was named because Tupac's middle name was Amaru. And he wasn't born with that name. Afini, Afini renamed him to Tupac Amaru because his last name was Garland. Um, it, to Tupac Amaru Shakur. But again, after the Tupac Amaru freedom fighters, they were, um, you know, they were, he was, yeah, just, just like the 18th century, you know, and it was two of them because it was another one, um, called Tupac Amaru. He was Incan. And he was also a, a freedom fighter as well. So there's, there was two different ones, but there was one in Peru. And I'm like, this has got to be the one from Peru because they're in Peru. Right. Um, and that would have been your Tupac Amaru or, or his name again was Amaru. So again, showing you the connection between the black and the black and brown seed there. Right. It's because we got Tupac on the screen. Everybody knows Tupac. You know, mother was a panther. Yada, yada. We all know Tupac Shakur. And then they make this link between Tupac and Amaru in the movie Who's in Peru. You see, the, the movie was so deep in that sense because they were begging you <laughs> practically to figure out what they were doing. They're begging you to like, man, please side with these Autobots. Please see how these Autobots are better than the Decepticons who are actually the ones who are fighting for their freedom. That's what the Decepticons are doing. They're fighting for freedom. Because you remember Cybertron itself was a computer. You see, it was it was a whole computer. But this whole Unicron thing, they're like, you know, um, yeah, we're we're trying to maintain our freedom and we are actually serving the most high, whereas you Autobots are serving humans. You're serving humans. That was never the game plan, you see. So even the whole concept of the Maximals, the Maximals, they lived in in peace on the, uh, until until Unicron came along. And like, oh, no, we can't have them. We can't. 
continue to support his mission. Let's take this key and run. Now, when you look at um, something similar, I'm going to close soon with this because I could go on and on. I don't want to talk too much. I already be two hours in, but look at their colors. Remember, every single little thing means something, even when you don't think it means something. Optimus Prime, red, white, and blue. Those are his colors, red, white, and blue. And then you look at the Decepticons, more specifically Metatron or Megatron, his colors are purple, right? The, the Decepticon logo is purple. Now, if you you know, you know, red, white, and blue, obviously that's America. Well, what's purple? Well, the ancient priest, the Leverite priest in ancient Hebrew, that was the color that they wore, purple and blue, purple, purple, crimson, and scarlet. That was their colors. So as soon as I saw the purple on the, and the reason they wore those colors, because they wanted to um, coincide and match with the colors that were used inside of the temples. So they wore the same thing that was in the temples, right? The same colors that were used there. And I, and I caught that early. I was like, nah, why purple? Could be any other color, but why would they choose purple for the, for the enemy? What the heck is that about? You know, and then I, I figured out the Autobots quick. You know, this was years ago. It was back in the 80s when I first saw it. And I was like, yeah, the Autobots, clearly, that's America. It, it's roll out and their trucks and ambulance and, you know, and they, they're friendly with the humans. Whereas Decepticon is like, man, F these humans. <laughs> we trying to go back to Cybertron to save our planet. That's all we care about is saving our homeland. You over here with these humans playing around in the dirt. You see? And we're trying to go back to heaven, essentially, but not be slaves in heaven. You see, that's the key, but not be slaves. You see, so like I said, man, there's so many pieces here. You know, Michael Bay did an interesting job Um, because you have your action, of course, but they are begging you in this movie to date. Like I said, they always tell you once they're letting you know, like, look. All that occult spiritual stuff that you keep looking for in Africa is actually here. They, they're dropping that hint on you. And the saviors and the messiahs of the world are the black and brown seed. Noah did what? Save the world. Noah saved the world. Noah Diaz, Puerto Rican from Brooklyn. Whose little brother had sickle cell. That's how you know they were they were saying that. And his father wasn't around. We didn't get to. We just saw the mother, of course. But whereas Elena was talking about her father, she was like, "Oh, my father. He was a cab driver, and he was so smart. He knew everything. He never went to school, but he knew everything, and he could talk to you about anything. And at one point, he said he could talk to you about cricket. And he was like, Noah was like cricket. See, every word that said, even the date of the film, the colors that you use are for a reason." Cricket. What are they saying with cricket? Cricket. He's Caribbean. That was the. I mean, they're both from Brooklyn. If you you from if first of all, if you're from Brooklyn, there's an eighty percent chance that your family's Caribbean. <laughs> that's that's all Brooklyn has. We got Caribbean people. We got Hasidics. <laughs> but no. But you know. But that was her her luck. When she was dropping, like when she said, "Oh, he knew about. He was a taxi driver who knew about cricket." Oh, he was Caribbean and Noah's Puerto Rican. So, you know, he's Caribbean, right? And these are the two people together, man and woman. This wasn't a film where, 
you had the woman running around doing everything. You know how they usually do. And the man is an idiot. And he just does something incredible at the end where he shows some kind of sacrifice. This wasn't that. They both were, 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 they both were equally valuable. She was a genius. She, she knew, she knew how to decode. She was reading the language, this ancient language. And Noah was the warrior. They were, they were both doing their thing and showing the balance between the masculine and the feminine. This is a very interesting movie and both melanin rich. And the only, like I said, the only Caucasian people, now you had at the end, it was a GI Joe recruiter. They show like a little crossover with GI Joe, but every Caucasian person in the film was in the way. Every Caucasian person in the film was in the way. So they would, they were dropping a hint to you. Right. But at the same time saying, but you know, now, now when God comes back, <laughs> he, he's going to come back to destroy you. This is Unicron. Because you remember in the beginning, there were two made. There was Unicron and then there was his brother Primus. They were twin brothers. These were the high deities. And it was said that Primus was like God and Unicron was the devil. But like I told you in this country, everything they tell you is good is is probably bad and everything they tell you is bad is good. You know, it's a great example of that. I won't get too crazy in it. Is, um, the hip hop, uh, 50th anniversary of hip hop. That's another thing that happened. Some of those shows since our last podcast, total nonsense, <laughs> complete foolishness, foolishness. Hip hop has been. So first of all, they're not even highlighting hip hop. They're highlighting rap, bunch of rappers. Right. What have rappers been doing since 1989? Poisoning the community. That's what they've been doing. That's what we celebrating. 50 years of poison. You know, and it was so deep, man, because I was looking at all these different things. And yeah, like I guess I don't talk about stuff too much because people are like, you play. You hating. OK, whatever. I'm hating. All right. Whatever. You know, so I just keep my mouth shut and watch. But 50, man, that's power of refinement in your supreme mathematics. Power is the truth. So once you understand that power is the truth, it means that in order to refine, I must go through the truth because it's the truth that purifies me and makes me clean. You see, the filthy lies that we hold on to, those those lies are the things that make me weak and cause me to be a zombie. But the power of truth can resurrect me from a dead state of awareness and from an ignorant state of, of awareness. But when I refine myself, I remove myself from the lies that have been taught to me by the 10%. So you can sit there and say to me, oh, 50 year hand, uh, hip hop, re rejoice. No, mm -mm, that's a lie. That's a lie. You know, when, when we study supreme mathematics, we all, we, we understand that power is equality. When you read your lessons, it, it talks to you about the lies that the devil told that kept him from knowing that he was, he was the uncle. You see, Power is also, it, it, it's, it's that, that ability to share through equality your wisdom. You know, it's, it's your ability to show how you manifest who and what you are through your words and your actions. Power doesn't need refinement because it's true. It's, it's the truth to begin with. But you know, there's people who function through lives. You know, like when we look at the fifth degree, question one through 14. You know, and we're asked, how did, um, how did we take Jerusalem back from the devil and how long ago? 
And then we're told by one of our righteous brothers, he was named Jesus Christ. He was a prophet. He was buried there. And they used his name to shield their dirty religion, which is called Christianity. I'm talking about the supreme mathematics, right? And they said they used Christianity to deceive people so that they would believe in him. Because the reality is that Yeshua HaMashiach never preached Christianity. Yeshua HaMashiach preached freedom, justice, and equality. You see? So that I told you that earlier about Jerusalem. I mean, even the name they give you isn't even, or the reason for it isn't even the name. You know, Jerusalem was built by an original name man. His name was called Jebus or Yebus. You know, Yebus, Salim, and Oriel. And they took that city, you know, like 800 years ago. Yebus, Salim, and Oriel. You can look those names up. Well, you'll see Jabus, J-E-B-U-S, but we know it was Jabus. Jabus, Salim, and Oriel, you see. And it's there's so much. It was called the city of, of, of Dawid, you see. And when you understand, like I said, Mikel, um, Mel, Mel, Melchizedek, his city was called Salim or Shalim because this was the name of, of the God that he worshipped in that city. And so the full name, you'll get that in, um, um, where it says, um, the full name was yours, Elohim most high creator of heaven and earth. That was the Elohim of, of creation. So even Abram used that term in Genesis 14, 22, where Abram said, um, when he was talking to the King of Solomon, he said, I have raised my hand to Adonai Yahuwah. Elohim most high creator of heaven and earth and have taken an oath that I will accept nothing belonging to you. You see? So that name of that city, Jerusalem, we already know, you know, like the Shalim is from the, the archetype that Melchizedek was worshiping. And they, they taught you that Melchizedek was, um, Shem. He was Noah's son, Shem. You know, and, but the word Yeru, like I told you earlier, that means cornerstone or stone. So Yerushalem was the foundation of the cornerstone of Shalem, meaning that there's a creator on the planet, Shalem. This is Melchizedek's deity. And that the original cornerstone that was laid by that created universe, it's here when the earth was first built, you know. Melchizedek was originally the king of, of, of that city. You see that in um, Genesis 14, 7. You see? So when Abram or Abraham came into Jerusalem years later, that's where he offered up Isaac on Mount Moriah, right? That's in, that's in 22 as well. But Abraham met Melchizedek. You know, it says that he met him on the south, the uh, south end of the Eastern Valley, you know, which was the highest point at the north end of that same ridge, you know. So these terms that, you know, like 50 years of hip hop, hip hop, man. And like, man, this is 50 to 50 is the power of refinement, you know, power of refinement, cipher, you know. So you start to understand, man, like these lies that have been told about Judah, Yehuda, you know, these lies have been told even about Jerusalem and, and, Jesus, if you will, you know, um, I could break down to you, you know, who the Jebusites were, you know, like when the Jebusites said to David, you will not get in here. And, um, that's when David, he captured the fortress, 
the fortress of Zion, which they called the city of David, you know, and David took up residence there. He called it the city of David and he built up forts and stuff around it, you know, after he captured it. But this was Yebus or Jebus's area. You see, read Judges um, 1910. It tells you. When he says, unwilling to stay another night, the man left and went toward Jebus, which is really Jerusalem, with his two saddled donkeys and his concubine. When they were near Jebus and the day was almost gone, the servant said to his master, come, let's stop at this city of the Jebusites and send the night and spend the night. His master replied, no, we won't go into an alien city whose people are not Israelites. We will go on to Gibeah. That's in Judges. They're telling you left is right and right is left and up is down and, <laughs> and up is down and down is up, you know. So, like, it, it's more than meets the eye when you look at, oh, 50 years of hip-hop. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you have to use the power, which is the truth, to refine your family. You refine the human family of the whole planet Earth from those lies, the lies of Christianity. You know, understanding that Yeshua HaMashiach was an original man. He That's why he said, hey, man. You are gods. You know, we have been given the power to to civilize the uncivilized and resurrect those who are mentally dead. You know, we teach we teach them truth, justice and equality. You know, truth, freedom and justice, freedom, justice and equality. Excuse me. Um, but we also teach those who are deaf, dumb and blind. We teach them what, man, you could do better than this. It doesn't have to be like this. It does. You don't have to rap about this because well, this is what I grew up seeing. Stop! I always tell. Stop lying. You know how many churches are in the hood? You like three churches per block. All you saw was drug. To stop lying. Every Sunday you saw people going to church. Why you don't rap about that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't lie and say that's all you saw. You saw other things. You know. Instead of building, you want to destroy yourself by being deaf, dumb, and blind and not learning your true origins of who and what you are. You see, you can use that, that build to destroy that power. I mean, that power or refinement degree to do so many different things. You know, when you look at water, water freezes at 32 degrees and water's boiling point is 212 degrees. And look at the degrees that you're dealing with. 32, three plus two is five. 212, two plus one plus two is five. So when you have the knowledge of, of, of power of that five, you can either freeze wisdom because wisdom is water. You can freeze wisdom of a person at 32 degrees, or you can push them beyond their current, what they believe their limits are, which would be their boiling point to 212 degrees. So there's power in the words that you use. And once they, they go out and you use them right, man, it's the greatest things that you realize that the most high has blessed you with to be accurate, to be, to be rational, to be full of truthfulness. So when you acquire knowledge, you are acquiring power. You see, that's why everything begins with knowledge. These people, these weak, weak and wicked people, man, they don't want you to see or, or live or interpret or be able to understand that there are forces that are dictating the destiny of the original family. That's why you can watch a movie like this. You're like, Ooh, Ooh, I got the apes and everything <laughs> in the jungle. Oof. You put an original woman in the film. Oof. And an original man. Oof. You're showing the connection between the Puerto Rican and the Africoid. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you get desperate. 
It's because all them, them ships keep poking their head into the into our our uh, solar system. Yeah, hurry, hurry up, hurry, hurry up! Unicron is coming back. Hurry up! See, because the power of Elohim is truth, and truth it is the truth and the intelligence of our ancestors, our philosophers. You know that allow us to be able to see these things. It's not just you know when we get caught up in the individual thinking, that's how they catch us. They'll say, "Oh, hip hop's fifty. Man, I'm looking at hip hop's power to refine, because power is truth, and that's a divine attribute. Because truth is Allah, and knowledge is power at the very foundation of what it is. It's governed by facts. It's governed by principles. It's governed by righteousness. You see, so you can watch a film like this, and there's so many, there's so many secrets that are revealed so quickly if you know how to watch, if you know what you're looking at. And and there's a lot that I left out because I, mean, I just feel like I didn't want to, I don't want to ruin, not necessarily ruin the film, but I don't want to ruin your own uh, breakdowns. But I promise you there's way more than what I mentioned. This was a, this was, this film was a desperate cry. Please help us from, please don't let your God come back here and write everything where it talks about the last will be first and the first will be last. Please don't do that. Please. <laughs> you know, please. This is a very, very interesting film, man. Such an interesting film. And, um, there's so many, so many things I could speak on, whether it's this film or whether it's hip hop's 50. I mean, there's a lot with that, man. Hip hop is so corporate now. You know, everybody in it is so cool. Not everybody, but the people who you wouldn't think are corporate are corporate. Like Nas and, uh, you know, this. it's a rap. <laughs> you know, but um, when you have that that freedom, justice, and equality agenda and you're functioning in power and truth, you'll be able to see who's an Autobot from who's a Decepticon hiding amongst everyone else but seeking to be free again. You see? You'll see the Amaru. You'll see the Freedom Fighters. You know, you'll see all these different opportunities where um, you can wake up to something deeper. And like I said, whatever they tell you is usually it's the opposite of that. Oh, yeah, go back to Africa. Mm. Who was here first? Me or you? Because history says I was here before you. Long before you. Okay. So I don't know if I want to go back over there. I can't go back over there. But here's a cool thing. Because I have the trans warp key, I can go back and forth. <laughs> There's so many things in this. Even in this film where it talks about Unicron, it said that he's in, he empowered the Terracons with dark energy. which And that made them, he said, they're, they're practically invincible. And he said that's how he puts his soul into them. Oh, my God. Dark energy on the Terracons. And even there was one scene where um Scourge, he's like the head of the Terracons, he shoots um Alarazar, who's one of the Max the Maximals. She's a bird. And um she starts to develop like he starts to take her over, basically. He takes over her it's like this thing that goes on him, it's almost like I guess nanobots, and it starts to take over her, and you see this like brown um viral spread across her metal skin and he's and she and she's like i can't fight him he's inside of me i can't fight him 
<laughs> I don't mean to just laugh at you, but it's just so funny when you, when you, when you know what's be, what's being, what's happening, when you know what's being said, it, it's, it's almost fun. It's, it's fun to watch. It's fun to see what's happening. Um, or even to see like the desperation. I find the desperation funny. Like, man, you guys are scrambling. You are scram. You actually even acknowledge who the messiahs of this land master are, the black and brown seed and the natives who lived. That's why they had to go to Peru. Yeah, you know what time it is. Come on, man. You've been trying to brush over these natives for years, calling them Spanish. <laughs> but meanwhile, they're sitting here sitting on the oldest Ten Commandments right in Mexico, sitting on the oldest Ten Commandments you get your hands on. You you keep calling them Spanish. You know, good and well that they, they're, indig they're indigenous. So then you might give them a little place. Hey, what are the Indians? Man, get out of here with that, with your brand new Indians. They've been here for a long time, and we've been here for a long time, long, 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 long time. We didn't all come over on them boats. Some of us did, but a lot of us were already here. That's why we were able to go run up into the mountains of the hills with our native brothers and speak language with them and intermarry with them. My family is an example of that. I got that. That's documented. You know, and I always wonder as a child, like, how how did they do that? I was always curious as a child when I would hear these stories about my personal family, because I would say, well, they didn't speak the same language. How would, how did they just. But maybe they did. <laughs> All right, man, that's been enough yip-yapping. <laughs> that's enough for four shows, really, but, you know, I won't do that. But, yeah, man, I just wanted to really urge you to check out that film, man, and really pay attention to, to Unicron and <sighs> Metatron, you know, and and just understand, man, like, who they're telling you the good guys are. Even now, you know, we got another lockdown on the way. <laughs> got another lockdown on the way. You know, um, so, man, you know, um, this things are, are speeding back up. If we got a government shut, shut down, possibly coming in October again, you know. Um, and like I said, just just, you know, just pay, play, pay close attention, excuse me, to what's happening around you. You know, there's there's so many secrets that are being brought forth now because, again, the desperation of those or the parasitic elite who thought that they were going to be able to keep them from you forever. You know, you know, it, it's not a bad idea that you start putting on those priestly garments again, putting on those priestly clo clothes again, you know, um, not mixing your colors, learning those laws, statutes and commandments, getting with the community like our new life global ministries. You know, we had a beautiful time, man. You're going to see the videos and stuff. So, you know, we released the videos, but, you know, um, when you start to see, man, those priests, their clothes were the same color scheme as the tabernacles. What's that about? Gold, blue, purple, scarlet, then the whites. What is that? Gold, blue, purple, scarlet, white, you know, crimson, you know. Yeah, it's just a lot to it, man. Like I said, I'm 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 holding back. I don't I don't want to go but for so long. It's already been a long time. But yeah, you know, it's been beautiful catching up with everyone.
And I affirm health, good health for all of you, man. And for you to be that supreme person who can rule your own thinking, that's freedom, you know, and that you recognize that you are part of a long succession of, of souls, of beautiful souls, man. And you, and you start to manifest and enact upon that. You know, I affirm healing for you all. I affirm wise counsel for you all. I affirm grace for you all. I affirm all green lights through all your transitions, especially in this season. I affirm that your house of wealth be opened. I affirm that your house of purity be opened. I I, I affirm families for those of you who have no families, that you find that beautiful counterpart, that beautiful mate, and you revive again once we what we were meant to be as one. Always remember in the beginning, it says that the Elohim said, let us make man in our image and our likeness, male and female created he them. So what that meant was that the woman has divinity, the man has divinity and the likeness of, and the likeness and the image of the Elohim or the divine ones was male and female, not this separate foolishness. Like I told you, what they tell you is good is bad. And what they tell you is bad is good. You know, we have to join again, especially the, the black and brown sea. And that's, that's no, that's no knock to other, other communities and other groups who graft in because I am, I am not a colorist. I, I, everybody knows, knows that about me. I'm not a colorist. I believe anybody could graft in. We are different. Don't get me wrong. We different. <laughs> You know, but um, that's not a bad thing. The distinctions are the beautiful part. There's a distinction between male and female. There's a distinction between brown and black. There's a distinction between brown, black, and white. They're all different. They all bring something different to the table if they're working towards the same goal. But we have to be on our job as the brown and black, you know, and we are the saviors. We are the ones that have the ability because one of the things that you're going to notice in the movie when when you watch it is um prime kept saying well there's an ancient prophecy about eventually how the good and evil will become one one day they will be one (laughs) devils are always trying to graft into the into the the community (laughs) you over here working to keep everybody slaves and when we're gonna be one uh no no, you, you, <laughs> you gotta be destroyed first. You know, you gotta allow that destruction. And that's what they're fighting. That's what the movie was about fighting against the destruction of the order where, like I said, on Cybertron, the, 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 the Autobots were of a higher caste and they like, well, no, we want to keep our, our privilege. You know, we want to keep our privilege. And the, um, Decepticons are like, we're not going back to being slaves and fighting your wars for you. You know, so. Like I said, I I affirm open eyes, open ears, you know, that your seals be unlocked and that you be able to see the world for what it is and that you esoterically eat of that tree of the knowledge of good and evil because the the God of Eden is not a physical place. You know, it's a reality. It's a it's a um, it's a state of being. That's why that's why you'll never find the garden of, 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 of Eden. You never find Metatron who is protecting and guarding that tree until you get beyond your humanity. That's the issues with, with hip hop. This was a, this was an art form that came from the ethers. It came from the ethers down into the bodies of these young 
black and brown people, you know, in, in the Bronx and New York City in the early 70s. And when other people got involved, they corporatized it and made it just a body thing. You can use this music to buy your mama a house. You could use this music to buy yourself a chain. You could use this music to buy yourself a car. When you're supposed to use this music to get out of your body and go higher into the heavens, go higher and ascend higher into those higher heavens. That didn't happen over the last 50 years. People used it to become capitalist. You see? So yeah, that's enough. I don't rant it. I don't share it. I then gave some of my personal information y'all didn't know about. <laughs> I then gave movie information. I done, yeah, that's enough. All right. So this has been Chief Yard. It's been our 102nd, I think, 102nd podcast. And uh, it's been so beautiful spending this time with you, just chopping up game, you know, and, and preparing you for our next thing that we have to do. It's always a pleasure and an honor. You know, I'm so honored for those of you who listen and tune in and leave um, reviews on the books. Thank you. Leave reviews on the podcast on, you know, Apple Podcasts. And I'll play. Thank you so much for doing that. I do see those reviews. We got a pretty good score. I wish we could get a five. I think we got I think we're like a four point seven. So, it's, you know, I, I wouldn't mind a five. Come on now. <laughs> I broke down the 50 with the 50 means hook me up. <laughs> no, you know, but I, I'm grateful. You know, I'm grateful for those of you who have left reviews, man. Um, it only takes a moment just to kick, click the star five star button. And, you know, you could also leave questions or ideas there. Always remember questions you want to send to me. Questions at chiefuya.com. Questions at chiefuya.com. I know I haven't read off questions in a while. I will. I'm going to keep it 100, though. Some of the questions that I've received are like, not necessarily questions I wanted to read on air, so I answered them privately. Um, so I'm be honest about that. Um, for various reasons. And again, I'll just say like, if you, if you do come across the young lady who's been going through some challenges, man, just be kind. Just be kind. I know she said some kind of, um, inappropriate things about, um, me. She hasn't, like, she texts me sometimes. She says really sweet things. I miss you. And, you know, I, I love you and I love Anu. But again, she was diagnosed bipolar, bipolar schizophrenic. So, you know, she's going to say different things at different times. But just be kind, man. People are going through and people have challenges, man. You know, and they don't all look like ours. You know, and, and be thankful for that, man. Some people are really going through and, you know, I just. I'm here for her. I'm willing the best for her and I'm going to continue to do that. And I would ask for me that you all just don't take advantage of someone who's going through a rough patch. And, you know, um, you can block her if what she's saying bothers you. Cause I know she has said some things that are, you know, I'm sure when she comes back to who she is, she's going to feel bad about, you know? So, um, I would just say, man, just, just be kind. Whether it's her or anybody else, man, people going through, be kind. All right. And with that, I am going to head on out. Thank you for, for tuning in. And um, like I said, leave those reviews. If you have questions, questions at chiefuyad.com. And, um, you know, thank you for supporting, for getting the books and all that stuff like that. I appreciate it, man. And, 
you know, look out, be on the lookout for the retreat video. This one's going to be pretty good. We did a, oh man, I'll talk about it in the next podcast because I'm going to go off, but we, we, we did something really cool at this last retreat that I'll, I'll talk about going forward, man. So tune into episode 103. I am going to be breaking down the film, um, uh, Barbie. I'm breaking down Barbie. Yeah, man. And this film for this, for my new people is going to be Transformers Rise of the Beast. So we're going to watch that this Sabbath coming at 5.30 p.m., right? 5.30 p.m. Eastern. And then after that, we're going to do Barbie. Ooh, such a slick. Oof. Barbie had a lot of stuff in it. All right. So anyway, everyone enjoy your evening or your dawning or your afternoon whenever you're hearing this. All right. Be well. Peace.